Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well, Andy. I was doing well until Friday. You know, that, what was it, eight to ten hour period where Jose mm-hmm. Mourinho arrives, and then it, with the exact same day, the exact same evening, uh, of course. we find ourselves <laughs> with Leonardo Spinazzola, who... Again, I mean, his entire tenure at Roma is probably a, a, a metaphor in and of itself. But only at Roma can you have it where the most important managerial arrival, uh, he, he makes his appearance for the very first time. You appoint, again, probably the most important manager since Capello. I don't think that's too, uh, that's too controversial of, a, of an opinion. Uh, only, only at Aes Roma in that exact same day when one of the most storied managers in footballing history, you managed to get him. The excitement is through, uh, is, is, it's, it's in the air. It's palpable. Only at Roma does it happen where arguably your best player, uh, snaps his Achilles tendon uh, in half and is going to miss. They're saying four months, but I'm not buying that, Andy. Because no, they keep I'm not referencing uh, uh, Axel Witzel, who uh, mm-hmm. tore his Achilles in January. I'm I'm counting him out at least six to eight months, probably closer to eight. This is Roma, man. I I don't know what else to say. I I, I mm-hmm. my I, in the exact same day <laughs> for how excited I was for the arrival of Mourinho, I find myself curled up in the fetal position, weeping, because now Roma. You go from one of uh, uh, a role that is it goes from arguably your most uh, your most well placed position on the pitch, right? Because you have a very good youngster in Calafiori, mm-hmm. and then you have the starting left back of the Italian national team as your first choice. Uh, now we find ourselves picking among a bunch that includes, like, uh, I mean, Marco Solanzo. Uh, Federico Di Marco. Now he's not bad, but I, oh, I, I'm going to start crying again. But man, this sucks. This, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate this. Yeah. I hate everything about this. Oh yeah, and just like you say, you know, we went from from absolutely, you know, just celebrating and being caught up in the hype related to Mourinho's rival, and you know, the 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 mere fact that we were celebrating like crazy. Uh, you know the 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 fact that 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 Dan Friedkin himself was was piloting the um, the jet that you know that had Mourinho and his staff and a film production crew inside, and it just was you know it was it was great. And then the the crowd at Ciampino, the crowd at Trigoria, the the first words spoken as a Roma coach from Mourinho and you know the the welcoming and and the videos and the photos and 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 everything sort of <laughs> sort of you know went up it, with yeah, it culminates it just, with this. yeah it just culminated it just imploded and and in the worst possible fashion in a beautiful game where you know Italy just came out swinging and and you know mm-hmm. it just they they look great. Belgium 
wasn't really doing anything to to threaten them. The only situation that caused Italy uh, some stress was that penalty and the the ass save by Spinazzola himself. <laughs> and and then that 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 moment where it, it, once again it just one of those random moments where he runs, right? He sprinted to get the ball back. The, I think it was like a, 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 the ball um, went out after, a, 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 you know, a, after a corner kick or something, and it was him and a, and a Belgium midfielder or defender. I don't know it was it, whether it was Thorgan Hazard or, or maybe even Axel Witzel himself, but it was just him and him alone sprinting, and you could see how that leg popped and you could see the moment the moment the 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 pain overcame him and it was you know it was heartbreaking and so you you begin with the with the day with with smiles and happiness and all cheers and and you end the day by by praying to the gods at, at first i thought that, that's a harm string because right because he it, it looked like he had some like he pulled something behind his knee and and then obviously the fear was oh is going to be ACL guess what it was worse uh, <laughs> it's it, it's and you know and it's um i i don't know i don't know how to interpret these these time schedules i'm hearing oh kevin durant made it in in a oh. year but kevin durant plays a, an entirely different sport right. he's a once in a lifetime talent kevin durant and the um, guy who does not depend on pace and speed yeah, of course, and then you exactly, and then you have Axel Witzel. That yes, true, he's you know he's four years older, and Spinazzola is is thirty two, almost thirty three. Um, he's a, he's a midfielder though, and 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 the the his game is affected in a completely different way. And the thing about this whole episode, once again, is that not only is it really heartbreaking and just painful to see a player like Spinazzola who's easily having the best moment of his career the yes. time of his life everybody's eyes were on him he i you know if if he'd gone till the very end of this competition i believe he could have won a uh, player of the competition oh, like yes. you know yeah. He was he was on 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 track of doing just that because he was consistent, he was focused, he was the best part about almost all of these games. And if he had concluded that Belgium game, I I believe he he would have won that award, the Man of the Match award, that same night as well. Lorenzo Insigne won it, great, that was a fantastic goal. But had Spinazzola concluded it, I think. That award would have been his, and that would have been the, his third award in this Correct. competition. And it's that—that's what's so heartbreaking about it for him and for the club is that the club loses once again a player that was at his best moment. And it's so terrible if you think about the history of these injuries when specific players seem to be just reaching their peak. And doing so in a spectacular fashion. I mean, right. think about it. Stro Stro it's, a, it's not Davide Santon, right? It, it's, no, it's, no, no, it's, a, it's, it's not. Strootman, yeah. It's it's uh, didn't Emerson too? I, I mean, Emerson. Yeah, I mean, listen, Strootman. The 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 moment he went down, 
you could have you could have easily made the argument that he was among the top five midfielders, up and coming midfielders mm. in Europe. Yes, he was. He was the national team's captain. He was. He was the youngest Dutch national team captain in in the history of the national of the Dutch national team. He had all the all the signs were pointing to him being a, a, a really a generational player. Yes, and then nothing afterwards. And no, same. Right. You know, then Rudiger. The moment Rudiger needs time to settle in, has difficulty settling. Then Spalletti comes over, changes the the whole way he plays. Rudiger finally starts performing really, really great. Goes down with that injury in the national team right before the right before the Euros in 2016, and and that was basically the end for him at Roma. Then he you know when he came back, he had to play right back. Same thing for Florenzi. Remember, Florenzi right. comes right after the Euros in 2016. The the same night that Rudiger debuts against Sassuolo following his injury, Florenzi at his peak, at his best moment, because that was the moment where he had come, just come off a great year. Correct. He played played great for the national team under Antonio Conte as a midfielder. Comes back under Spalotti with the hopes of making that season sort of his. Really, the season for him. He was right. reaching like he was about twenty five, twenty six around that time. Goes yeah, he down, was ready to leap and take off. And and exactly, and it never happened afterwards, right? I mean, that was if I think about the last time I saw Florenzi being any good, it was before that first injury. And you know, and then Emerson, fantastic year for Roma under Spalletti. The Totti's game goes down, never never came back from that injury. That injury took such a toll on him that he hasn't managed to 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 find a starting spot anywhere in, in those last three years at Chelsea. So uh and and then obviously obviously Zagnolo. Mm. The, the moment Zagnolo becomes your go-to player, your key player, the moment he becomes sort of the it's it's pretty clear he becomes the guy for the team with the departure of of you know veterans like Nainggolan, Strohmann, he becomes this youngster. All of a sudden, becomes the key to the system. Goes down, hasn't been back in almost in over a year and a half. Now, I you know it's that's what that's what's so terrible about this. So deflating is that for these players, I'm I feel truly sorry, and I feel sorry for the club because every time the club has has something in their hands. You know, you put so much work in to have a guy like Spinazzola perform. It was difficult at first. He had some minor injuries here and there. Then there was that transfer, uh, failed transfer to oh, We were reminded by, by Marcello Lippi's son, who decided yeah. to give one of the stupidest <laughs> interviews, I think, um, oh, of recent memory. And that is saying something. I wonder how he that, feels that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's saying something considering that uh, Mario Giuffredi is, is also... A representative for a very important Roma player. I mean, it, it Andy, it, it's not even okay. The injuries is one thing, okay, but as you just correctly pointed out, okay, it's not like it was Federico Fazio. It's not as if it was Davide Santon. It's not as if it was even somebody like Jekyll. Okay. I'm not saying that I wish injury on these guys. I am merely pointing out, as you, again, correctly asserted, and these are 
guys who are either about to enter their prime or are in their early stages of their prime and near the cusp right. of mm-hmm. exploding. We're not talking about guys who not even, you know, we're not even discussing guys who are like, you know, just mediocre players. I mean, we are talking about guys, key players who were viewed as important pieces for the present and the future. And it defies, I couldn't come up with any explanation. I was saying it in our, in our patron group, like this defies even the law of large numbers where, you know, Mm -hmm. the more, you know, if, if Roma had 100 different players coming in every single summer, you would expect to have more injuries. Uh, but that's not, you know, it's not like Roma are changing uh, two dozen players every summer. I, I, I cannot, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. We've had different right. medical staffs. They have resodded and re-turfed uh, Trigoria. I, I can't even describe how many times they've changed. Again, mm-hmm. staff. I, I mean, Andy, we are at the point where... I, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not particularly religious, but I, I mean, I would have to say this has to be some sort of uh, some sort of curse. I, I mean, there is no other way for me to uh, find any logical explanation behind it. Because, again, it would be one thing if I, I don't know the exact number, but let's just say, OK. You're going to have at this club in the in the next five years, twenty ACL tears and no Spinazzola, uh, an Achilles tear. Okay, you would think that there would be like a nice even mix of uh, older guys tearing them, uh, bench players, you know, youth uh, primavera players. Like it, it should all average out in the end, but it doesn't. It hasn't. Now, yes, there have been some exceptions in regards to this, but again. I mean, it seems like the majority have been guys who are crucial. They're uh, like the center of the Roma project. And that's the part that just blows my mind. You know, again, it's not like this is, uh, you know, your your second choice defensive midfielder right. doing this. This is the guy who goes through one of the most bizarre story arcs that you could ever comprise or write in a very short tenure at the club. If, if we're just being frank, I, I mean, it is kind of bizarre. All of the episodes that Spinozola has had to endure in 24 months. Yeah, less than 24 months. And here he is, where he is without dispute in your top two or three best players in the team. Okay, he catapults himself not only to the first choice left back of the Italian national team, but Andy, a guy who it seems like 80 percent of the attacking uh, uh, mechanism, I can't think of the word, mechanisms, actions like revolved through him. I mean, we're we're not just talking about a guy who is in there sort of as a, you know, a piece because there's no other option. He was, it seemed like the catalyst. I I am replaying him against Austria and um, the first 77 minutes against Belgium in my head. It, uh, Andy, honestly, it seems like uh, Roberto Mancini centers his entire attack around this guy. And it, 
it blows my mind. Again, to go back to what you said, not that I have anything against Juan Jesus, but it's not like Juan Jesus was the one tearing his ACL in training, okay? To a certain extent, I guess I could have lived with that a bit easier than Zaniolo, okay? Tearing his ACL. I can't make sense of any of this. Um, and, and this happens like seven hours after Jose Mourinho said something. I don't know how they worded it exactly in English, but he, he was like he was like asking Tiago Pinto sarcastically for some gifts on the transfer market. Mm-hmm. Um, and the footballing guts said, oh, you want a gift, do you? Here's um, a kick in the nuts. <laughs> so you said you said you needed two players. Well, guess what? Now you're going to need like three and a half to replace the uh, the production of this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's it was it's needed. Insane. It's uh, yeah, it, it was needed. You have, you know, you have uh, you have a very you have a difficult trans market ahead of you because very uh, seriously, very. we are, you know, every day we are reading all these names that need to that we need to get rid of. And it's, you know, you have this long list of players and. It feels like oh you 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 got rid of Paul Lopez and Under. Well, guess what? Here's another fifty names to get rid of within the next two to three weeks, and um, and then you know and then you have to make the right moves of bringing the right players in. Need to be carefully selected. It's not gonna be a big big transfer market. It's gonna be singular moves. That makes sense for the manager, for the management, um, and when this happens, when this kind of thing happens, that your plans goes to shit, and you have to, you know, you have to. Oh, here's the money that I was hoping to spend on this position. Now I right. have to spend it on right. this other position, oh. and, and that just shows, you know, you you have, you know, uh, uh, as great of a potential that Calafiori has. It just goes to show that the club. The, the the is not the club is not ready to 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 put that much responsibility on a 19 year old um you know and 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 the, and and the fact that they now have to go out of their way looking through all these names and oh here's this free agent and here's this uh, this guy who was on loan to Hellas Verona had a great two seasons at, at Hellas Verona now is back at Inter Inter don't Maybe they want to let him go because they need the money, but on the other hand, maybe they want to keep him because it's, he's a cheap option. Uh, then you have Matthias Dix from 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 Bologna. He's oh my god! Valid- Talk about a name that I would just rather go with somebody from the Primavera, <laughs> man. Oh my no, but, gosh! Yeah, but it's you know, and then you have oh Birag is an alternative, and, and then and then this guy from from Rangers or or, or whatever Celtic Glasgow is an alternative. I'm like oh. God, like, why do we, did we really need to go here? Like, <laughs> eh, it it shows you, man. It's it, obviously nothing is, you know, we can't predict any of this, and it just goes to show you that you need to cherish those moments. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you're Spinazzola's agent, it's great that you wanna you wanna up oh, his price, what? but but at the same time, oh, just. Man. Just watch, just wait, watch him, watch him have, let him have that, that moment. Cause that it has to be a great moment for a player that goes from being 
great Atalanta, then not even being considered by Juventus and being used as a sort of pawn in the larger scheme of things and being moved around, you know, um, like on a chessboard just to make some plus Valenza, then having a difficult time settling in, having injuries, uh, minor injuries undercut your development, then seemingly, you, you know, you're about to join this other team, <laughs> that other team says, no, we we don't want you. Then you have to go back. Then you have to prove yourself once again. And then you finally, finally start having great performances. And then you have a really great tournament where everybody is tuning in to watch you and notices you and, and, and sort of understands this. Wow, this is... This is a this is a great player and and let's see what more he has in store for us and guess what the immediately as soon as he starts to enjoy that uh, something happens and and it's unfair to him it's unfair to the club because that's what you know some <laughs> one of our patrons called me soft because of this narrative but I'm just I'm I'm trying to I'm just, this is this is my question to you is. How am I supposed to objectively <laughs> judge a team and a and a and a, and a campaign of where a the, team where that the it, best player is out before? constantly? Yes, yes, constantly where the best oh, players are missing. How am I supposed to judge a Roma team that was in the middle of contending for a scudetto that loses a guy like Strotman who had unbelievable potential at the time of that injury. How am I supposed to uh, think that a team uh, with Zaniolo wouldn't have reached uh, Champions League football last season or the season before that? You know, that's that's what I'm asking is how, you know, there there has to be a time where we take those under those circumstances that are drastic and are really exceptional under consideration. It's not making excuses no, it's a real thing. No. It's like you know, expecting your your calves to to win uh, a championship a championship without Kyrie Irving or mm. the Chicago Bulls to win the championship without uh, without Scottie Pippen or Dennis Rodman. Uh, that's you know, that's the, that's the thing is is that if you lose those pieces that make the difference, and you yes, you you stay with the squad that is. Eh, it's okay. You have some good players here and there. Nothing too great. Mm. Uh, that that makes a difference. That ultimately has to make a difference in the grand scheme of things. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, I completely agree with you. And the thing that even hurts more, and I didn't really consider this until... My again, my my conspiracy theory uncle, uh, the, the 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 interista Valentino. He so he we were talking about this because I was I was so I, I I have to tell you okay I was devastated I I've said on here a number of times okay I'm not particularly a massive fan of international football to begin with. Now again, you and I got bullied into buying into this 
into this Italy team. I did. And then I feel like the second I bought in, this is the crap we have to put up with. It's, uh, you know, it's <laughs> no different than watching Roma. But, you know, the thing that really hurts more with it being Spinazzola, beyond obviously all of the points that you just made about how long it's taken him to get to this point, it's not as if he struggled and a few months later he was he was kicking on well. The thing that really bothers me, Andy, is he has such unique characteristics, such a unique profile that, again, sort of, I brought up the way Mancini used him. I mean, it was pretty similar to the way Paolo Fonseca used him. Now, of course, we don't know what Jose Mourinho had in store for him, but given how highly he spoke of him up until the injury, I I can't imagine that he was going to, you know, alter the way he played too heavily. Again, I'm just assuming. But, man, the thing that really affects me most and I'm having a difficult time grasping is how do you find a player with a similar profile like that, Andy? I mean, you know, you replace him with Emerson, okay? We're talking about two players who, even though they play the same position, they play it in ways that are not even remotely comparable. Spinazzola yeah. is mm-hmm. so unique in the way, again, uh, he's used for the attacking mechanisms, the way Mancini uses him, the way he was used by Fonseca. It's difficult for me to just uh, pick out, you know, we, we've been writing all these articles about potential names, and you brought up some of the potential names already as to who has been linked with, uh, you know, who Roma could, you know, realistically bring in none of those guys uh, for me really possesses not only the ability, but even like the, 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 the profile of a guy that right. it, can, it can, you know, maybe not now, but sometime in the future play football in a similar way to Spinazzola. So that, you know, if Emerson, Emerson Palmieri goes out, we can say, okay, well, he's more of a conventional left back. We can find him, him and him. Man, the way Spinazzola plays, Andy, it is so unique and original that, for me, that's the part that I it, – it really hurts the most because I don't know how many other guys you can just pick out of a, a, a group and say, you know what, yes, him, him. He's as good, he plays the similar way, and he offers you – um, a, a similar pr- production or something. Okay, that's the part that I'm really struggling with. I, I really am because I I don't know how many mm-hmm. na- how many of those names could Roma even afford to begin with. Uh, if you did find somebody who who does play the, the football the same way as him, so I, I mean, from your point of view, what like what do you do now? Because I I you know right. people are going to say we're being too negative or too dramatic or, or, or maybe we're 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 being uh we're, we're soft. using too much hyperbole <laughs> soft yeah soft um I, I i feel like maybe this is an aspect that people are uh, not not considering just you know it, it's not just that he's a very good left back he's a very good left back who also offers so much in attack Again, I said in a couple of episodes ago, he is clearly showing an adaptability to being able to play forward to back. Now, uh, if you look at the, the 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 closer numbers, Jorginho has been covering an immense, immense amount of space. Uh, he's currently number three in all of Euro twenty twenty and ground covered, um, which obviously gives 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 Spinazzola more lessons to roam. But seriously, man, I, I just 
I really don't know what you do now. I, I, I really don't. And I know that's going to sound like, again, you and I are maybe making a, a bigger deal out of this than maybe what it actually is. But I got to tell you, this, this really hurts because if you could just pick out of Roma's like top five to seven players who would, in whatever order, okay? If you just look at their profile and you say, okay, um, who would be the most difficult to replace? I, and I'm not just saying this. I think he and Veritu are probably one and two in whatever order you want to put them in because they just play the game so different. And that's the part that I just, I, I'm, I'm dreading, um, I guess, Roma having to address here is he, it's, it's not just as if you can pick any regular person. I mean, you said a guy like Beraghi? My God. I, I, I You <laughs> will have to send some sort of psychiatrist to my home to help me if, if somebody like Biragi is the name that comes here. I mean, come on. Well, but you know, John, I mean, you, you'll, you're, you're going to have to suck it up. And uh, Roma will have to eventually learn to play without Spinazzola, um, which is going to be difficult because, you know, seriously, if you think about it, Roma's, uh, Roma's recent game plan uh, over the past... I don't know, four years, it has been, first it was Kolarov. I mean, for, for about a year, a year and a half, Kolarov was like... <laughs> that, that was a fun eight months, and then his legs yeah, died. That, that, it was, and but the thing is that his legs gave away, and he still was like the, the pivotal, you know, the, the sort of the engine to the team. Like, the team still uh, was relying on him very heavily, and then that player became Spinazzola eventually. Like, if you watch any Roma game from this past season and you see how the degree the or sorry the extent to which uh, Roma rely on Spinazzola on the left compared to Karsdorp on the right going forward even though i think that Karsdorp has the perfect characteristics of going forward i think that he was underutilized in that aspect uh, Spinazzola was the one that every player was looking for like if you wanted to have the team go as fast as possible on a counter-attack, you would give the ball to Spinazzola and he'd race and he'd go one-on-one against somebody and either he'd cross or go for a shot or whatever. And now you're going to have to do without it. And bringing in a replacement, unfortunately, means that you'll have to settle for somebody that just fills the spot. Okay? Oh. Somebody who's okay. You'll have to. I, I'm sorry, and it, it, you know it's Jeez, something that I've, man, I've, that, I've, that terrifying. yeah, That's terrifying. I've learned to accept it. I know, but I've learned to accept it. Listen, if you take out Zaniolo out of this team, look at it, what Roma had to do. They they needed like three players. To, they had to move Vertu uh, and 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 Pellegrini and Mkhitaryan, and basically all three of them had to do what Zaniolo was able to do by himself, right? I mean, that's that's essentially what Roma had to do in the absence of Zaniolo. That's what, what you're going to have to do without Spinazzola. You're going to have to come up with some different ideas. Fuck, I, I hope. Fucking hell, man. I know, I mean, I, but I, I, I hope. Tell you, with you explaining it this way, I, I, and again, people are going Sorry. to say I'm either being negative or, 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 no, or, no. or, or overdramatic. But seriously, I mean, I, I, I feel as if, this, not that this season is over, but I mean, this feels like a, 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 um, like a mortal blow almost. Seriously. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that uh, maybe, okay, maybe I am being overdramatic just, just slightly, but seriously, 
I, I do think this guy is irreplaceable. I mean, from your perspective, then, you know, uh, Mourinho arrives, you think, okay, well, now we have realistic more, uh, realistically more hopes of top four. Let's just say worst case scenario, because they're saying anywhere from four to eight, maybe even nine months. I mean, I do, someone much more level-headed and balanced than I am as an individual will have to explain to me and show me like I am five how Roma not only replaces this guy, but just not, because here's the thing. On the market, Roma, for a guy of this quality, let's just be clear here, Andy, okay? For a guy like Spinazzola, okay, let's just say he stays healthy. You know, maybe you get offers 40, 50 million euros. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing out random numbers. I don't know what the heck I'm saying right now as far as, like, value, okay? It's not as if Roma are in for guys of that level. So, for you, how does this, like, change your perception of the team overall, but also how does it change your perception for the upcoming season? And I know we're going on over half an hour of this. And when added to the <laughs> fact that we spoke about Spinazzola at least half an hour in the previous episode, um, this is going to sound like uh, Leonardo Spinazzola hour, yes. like a yes. dedication line, but in all seriousness, I, everything you laid out today in regards to everything you went through, how important he is for the team. If I'm just a regular person, not really all too familiar with Roma, and I'm just simply basing this off of what you've said, not even myself. If I'm just listening to you, Andy, I would say to myself, well, well I'm sorry, man. Roma are fucked. They're fucked. Well, well but that's – in any other situation, I would be worried, you know, because, listen, any 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 coach, I think, struggles with, 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 these, with these things. And we saw how Fonseca struggled – without a number of important players and and he always had to adapt and i think that his tenure was marked by by this constant need to adapt to to important players missing and whether it was pellegrini zagnolo uh, spinazzola always something and and that gives you problems i do think that the, for me the reassurance is is in mourinho Mm. You you know this is not some random guy of the street. This is not somebody that that's just starting out. This guy you know was was forced to play uh, Milito as as a, as a you know as a trequartista as a striker. Eto was was forced to play as a fullback. Basically, you know that. And then he he is, was forced to play Madarazzi at times. Kivu, who was basically a corpse at that point. Yeah, you know, this is a guy who's seen a lot, been through a lot. Um, he's he's seen some shit. So I guess if anybody is, yeah, exactly. If if somebody if somebody is able to say, okay, this is a terrible situation, but we can do this. You okay, know, but if, hold on. I have a counter to that though, Andy. The clubs he has been at previously these these clubs basically have checkbooks that 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 have never ending checks, and those checks are all blank. I mean, this to me, this right. this is why the, the 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 shit is hitting the fan. It's one yeah, no, it's, it's one thing to have a Mourinho who, again, when he's at Chelsea, when he's at Real Madrid, uh, Manchester United. Of I course, mean, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, th I know. This seriously feels like a position for him, at least, where he's going to realize, you know, 
I I lose one or two of these key players. This Paulo Fonseca uh, <laughs> dealt with. Um, I know. This is not as if I have a, a Roman Abramovich who can just pull out the checkbook. Yeah, yeah, splash some cash. Yeah, of course. So, of course. so I guess from that standpoint, I mean, it, I know you said <laughs> your hope is in Mourinho, as it is with me. Um, yeah. I mean, he's really good. He, he called this his mission impossible, yeah? I mean, this is where... Yeah, I do think this is his biggest challenge probably since he coached in Portugal, really, mm. and, and was an underdog and won as an underdog. So this is, you know, he comes to a club where, where it, it's not, you know, it's not as if you have somebody who can just say, oh, you want... You want Hakimi for 80 million. Okay, no problem. <laughs> or, you know, you want uh, Kylian Mbappé for 125. We'll, we'll do that. We'll handle it. No, it's... But that's why... And, and this is my second point. I think this comes to another topic of this discussion is that's why it's important that Roma get him the few players that he needs and yes. point it out. Yes. So that's why I also... I don't want to see... Right now, I'm I'm saying at least right now because that's what I always have trouble with. I yesterday I read somebody say, "Oh, good, the Portuguese Mirante is coming." Oh, so, yes. I don't want to. I don't want to read that. I I really don't. Those are those are things that I I don't want to read. I don't think they are needed right now, and they're not true. <laughs> I mean, you, yes. You, uh, somebody you know, was you, posting like his save percentage with Wolves, and then it's like, oh well, did you watch Wolves? I mean, the defense was off. <laughs> Yeah. And and it's 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 the point is that's why at least we we're not in position to disagree we may we may not like it but this to disagree with you know with with the idea of for example bringing Chaka bringing Rui Patricio those are names that may most likely don't excite a lot of fans you know Rui Patricio is 33 uh, he he's come off uh, a, a long time experience in the Premier League. Uh, people are worried that maybe it's you know it's an easy paycheck for him. But if that's somebody that then Mourinho knows he can count on and can communicate him with with him easily, um, he, he looks back and 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 looks at, at the whole experience this player has had in in his life and and what he's won, what he's represented. Then you get him. Then you. Get Great that point. player for yeah. him. If if you want, if you if he wants Chaka, I don't care if you think Chaka is you know a bully or somebody who picks up red cards here and there. If he wants him, you get him, because in that situation, when you lose somebody like Spinazzola, at least then you have a manager who says, okay, but at least I have the guys I wanted all mm. along, and yeah. I know they can offer something that this team was missing. Because again. If you think, if you seriously think that uh, that Rui Patricio is downgrade from Mirante, yeah, Paulo Lopez, if you th- attention. if if you think if you think that uh, Shaka is a downgrade from the likes of uh, Diawara VR, then wow, man, this you know, then this this team is should have been really good last season. Like that, then that means that, Hey, you know, Champions League football should have been there, should have been, a, a, you know, for us to reach it. And instead we did not reach it. We went into the conference league um, and it was quite, quite a, an unsuccessful season. So what that means that there is clearly something missing. The manager hasn't identified those cracks. We know of a few names only Chaka and Padre Patricio so far are the primary names that are known to everybody and have been identified as 
you know, Mourinho's main wishes. And so you go out there, you get them, and that's it. And then you watch him do his job because that's what you brought him in. You bring in somebody like Mourinho to work on what was missing to this team uh, a year ago and or, or two years ago. And I think that the, the thing about this team in, in previous years was at the first sight, at the first feeling of, of some difficulty of things, you know, not going your way, the whole team would crumble. Mm-hmm. It would take a few games. Fonseca, it was clear that Fonseca was trying to work on it. But then, obviously, it, it, you know, you, you'd have that one game that sort of turned everything into shit right. and the whole team right. would, you know, would follow suit. Now you bring in somebody like Mourinho to avoid that. Somebody right. like Mourinho to instill some character. And missing a guy like 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 Spinazzola due to injury will always uh, sort of bring the team down. Obviously, that's you know that's one of your most talented players, one of the most important pieces to the puzzle. He's the guy who you know ties the defense with the attack. He's the guy who when the wingers are not in you know on their day, when when Jacob's not doing much of anything, he'll still push the team forward, he'll still do his job, he'll still race up and down that left flank, no matter what. You lose him, you lose a lot of things that, that, that you know, are important for this team. And so I just think that in the light of him, you know, being not there, Spinazzola, and I do think that it's not going to be four months, I, I do think it's going to be like seven, eight months, um, this team will have to figure something out. I think that if you have somebody like Karsdorp, who you brought in because he could offer those things offensively, then you have to insert him more into the game plan. You, in, you'll you have to come up with some ideas, uh, whether it is through the midfield or or on the right flank, to, to compensate for 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 missing on, on Spinazzola. Because whoever you bring in as a replacement and whoever you bring in is going to be a temporary replacement. I mean, you don't bring in somebody like uh, Biragi for him to become a long-time piece to the project. Or somebody like Di Marco can be great, but maybe not right now as as one of the main guys. So whoever you bring in is going to be temporary. He's going to just do his job. He's going to do his little tasks and um and hopefully you're you know you're not going to be losing points because of that person playing on the left flank. That's that's really all you can wish for. Wow. Okay. Well, you've set that up nicely for um, my expectations. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Okay. Uh, before we go, a couple of things on the market. I, I, I know I've, I've gotten this question um, a few times regarding Jaka because of, we keep seeing the exact same article just repurposed by Sky Sport. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of how many ways they can do an update regarding uh, Granit Xhaka and Paolo, or I'm sorry, Granit Xhaka and uh, Rui Patricio, where they basically say the same thing in so many words, but they uh, they make it seem like there's been meetings every single week. Um, Roma and Arsenal haven't met for almost like two weeks now. So the fact that there's been articles, uh, you know, almost daily about, oh, there's this, 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 and this, they haven't been meetings consistently. They haven't, okay? Last time they had talks, it was like two weeks ago, it was when... Switzerland was still uh, still in the thick of the competition. Uh, they're going to get this done. I have a feeling uh, it'll get done eh, hope maybe later this week. They're dancing between 1 and 2 million euros. Jaka already has an agreement in place uh, through his uh, agent, Jose Noguera, with Roma. It's going to get done. Uh, 
as you already said, Andy, uh, Rui Patricio, uh, as I told our patrons uh, in an audio post year, two days ago, uh, it, it's done. Pretty much done. Uh, I think he'll be the first one that is officially unveiled. And then, of course, Paulo Lopez, Genghis Under, they are sold officially. Well, Paulo Lopez not yet officially, but uh, Under was uh, made official by, by Marseille. Uh, a quick, uh, a, a quick uh, memoriam on, on the tenure of Genghis Under. Um, for me, uh, he's just one of those guys that sort of bought into maybe like the headlines and the nice articles that were written about him after one season and maybe felt as if he had already arrived and no longer had to prove anything. Right. <laughs> I don't Pretty know much. how other way you could describe him because you don't even need to look at the statistics. Uh, listen, I'm not one, I, I will never body shame anybody, but if you look at a photo of him from the first season to the next two, clearly some uh, concentration and maybe a bit of professionalism was lacking in those latter two seasons. I mean, for me, this guy, the the, the way to describe Jigizundo Roma is unfulfilled potential, yeah? Mm-hmm, yeah. And, uh, you know, he... he, he Kind of, it reminds me kind of like another uh, uh, Turkish player, well, of Turkish origin, uh, which is Emre Mor. Remember Emre oh, Mor? Oh, I thought you were going to say Saliucha. Well, no, okay, Saliucha is. I mean, that guy. Yeah, he was like the 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 golden boy. How many clubs? How many clubs has he gone to now? He, I, yeah, he I, I last. He went. He went. I think he went to uh, to to. Uh, so Emre Mor had very similar. Kind of experience too. I mean, he had that breakout season. I right. think he was like seventeen or eighteen at, at, at Borussia Dortmund. He could play there. I, I believe he had like he played like forty something games, which by then was like this record breaking number for for a player of his age. And it was you know he was supposed to go to Inter. That was that whole big move supposed to be done and carried out. And and um, and then all of a sudden he signed for Celta Vigo. And we haven't heard of him since. He's been to Galatasaray, if I if I'm not mistaken. He's been to Olympiacos, um, and they're just carrying him around, and he's just 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 there, just you know, not doing anything remotely interesting. I think that that's that's the that's what I fear will happen to Cengiz Under. And the thing mm. is that when he came in. Remember, it was that it was a surprise deal. Like yes. I remember that night it was uh, it was the summer, and 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 suddenly Gianluca Di Marzo says, "Under Cengiz Under is done for around thirty million or whatever it was." And we were like, "Who is this guy?" And and then he <laughs> yeah, so much he, so that Roma had to put out a video of him saying his name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was. Nobody and knew it was, who this guy was. It was a big sensation all over social media because the, the Turkish fans were ecstatic. And and the thing about him was that stuck out in that first season. He was a hard worker in that yes. season. You yes. know, he waited and waited. And, and the how team many was... games did he win single-handedly, Andy? Yeah there, was a, yeah, there was... Yeah, there was a stretch of Benevento. There was a stretch Benevento. of like like uh, like four or five games where Roma were really struggling to do anything. And he just came on. And he, you know, he'd shoot a missile like in that Udinese game or in right. that Hellas Verona game. He'd just break the game open, break the game wide open and give us a result like that. And it, it, at that moment, in that comp, in that year, it was him and Alisson who were yes. giving us extra yep. points left and right. Correct. And, and that was the thing is that 
he he wasn't receiving enough playing time. He just kept his head down, waited for the opportunity. When he was given that opportunity, I don't remember what happened. Maybe Pellegrini got injured. Somebody, he took that chance and he just went on and, and had a, a wonderful end to that first season. And afterwards, it's sort of like he succumbed to, to I don't know, to the lifestyle, to, to the parties, to, uh, to just sitting around on the bench or, you know, it just was... It just kebabs. wasn't the same. I mean, yeah, way it, too many kebabs. Yeah, it, way too many kebabs, way too many carbonaras. Not <laughs> enough, you know, not, not enough focus on 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 the training, on the job, and no. you could see that he was just being used, you know, a bit here, a bit there. The last 10, 20 minutes of a game. Let's see what happens. We if we put him on, and that's what was so disappointing. And the fact that he went to the Premier League, and then it was just nothing. Right. So. I mean, now, you know, this is and this is an interesting player. He he had some very interesting characteristics. I still remember when we were sitting here and wondering, should we let him go for 40 million to Bayern? You know, uh, yeah, that right. Was, that was that was the big question. Uh, this is a guy who still has something left to prove. And, and I do think that he has a great skill set. He you know, he's he's got great speed, great footwork. Um, great technique on on, on an, an outside shot. I mean, he, he, some of the last shots from outside of the the penalty box was him. So, uh, I I do I do hope that he turns this around. Yes. But I'm also glad that he, I'm not gonna be seeing him anytime soon in a Roma shirt. I I couldn't agree more. That's the perfect way that I would I guess you know put like a bow and uh, the final phrases of the Genghis Under. Ten or a tenure at Roma. Uh, listen, the first season, as I said, magical with him. But clearly, especially after he changed agents, he went to uh, Ramadani, one of the super agents in the world of football. Once we, once he signed with Ramadani, you know, he, you brought up Bayern. It kind of seemed like he started to read the headlines and maybe felt as if he had already arrived and no longer need to have that hunger of proving something because if you look at the approach he took when he was waiting right. to to yep. get his chance at Roma for the first time I mean he was mm -hmm. incredible and then when he kind of fell off under Paolo Fonseca he, you could just tell Andy it, it wasn't even that he was doing bad it was the motivation was so clearly at a far lower level than anything we had seen from him previously uh, as you said, I, I'm not going to uh, shed any tears that he is no longer at the club. So um, that is where we'll leave it. We will be back later in the week because there's going to be something happening regarding signing. So, of course, we will be back to break those down and react to uh, when those are made official. So thank you for so uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to our wonderful patrons who make this all possible. We will chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Ciao.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.